Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we'll talk about our ups and downs and new developments this week. We'll cover breathing and running cadence for more efficient and injury-free running. Plus, we'll share some great running tunes. Welcome to episode five. I had to think about that for a second. Cinco de episode. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Crummy Marathoners podcast. We're Hi. really excited to be here to bring you the latest and greatest of our training plans this week and a couple of things that we've learned. And Mo, I just want to know what's new with you this week. <laughs> so this week, I've discovered two new obsessions. Okay, let's... Let's hear more. My musical obsession is BTS, BTS, BTS. Okay. We're a married, happy couple. <laughs> this is borderline, like, should I be worried? No. no. Okay. BTS, for those who don't know, they are a Korean K-pop group. There's seven members, and they are phenomenal. And I am obsessed with them because of their backstory they call it like the BTS black hole if you go on YouTube and like watch all these videos. But if you have the opportunity, just look. It's really amazing. She showed me a couple of videos tonight, one with James Corden. Which was hilarious. That's how I got into them. Really James funny. Corden, Carpool Karaoke. And then I, you did show me a music video, which I was really impressed with. They're just phenomenal. They're the best dancers I've ever seen. Their choreography is insane, but they're also so musically talented. I bet you those guys could run a marathon, how quickly oh. they move. Absolutely. They're like, when they dance, it looks like a workout. You're like, come on. <laughs> See, and you're impressed, right? I'm really impressed. You may not be obsessed, but you're impressed. Hey, there good you go. plan words there. Oh, What's yeah. your other, you said you had two obsessions. What's yes. your other one? My video obsession, Love is Blind on Netflix. That show is amazing. <laughs> it makes Bachelor in Paradise and The Bachelor and... Uh, don't go that Love far. Island. Don't oh, go. no. I. <laughs> I thought it was... I'm I'm one episode in. She, I'm I've almost finished the first episode. She got me. I don't want to say hooked yet, but she stayed up until I no comments. Hours late last <laughs> no night binge watching. Um, but it's pretty pretty cool show. But it does go it's to show cool. that love is not just the physical attraction; it is mm -hmm. the emotional connection, mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with marathon training, <laughs> other than the fact that hey, you all want to know what's going on in our lives, so right. That's the latest with us. Oh, yeah. How was... Well, do you have any obsessions, Harrison, or any new... <laughs> Not that I can think of. <laughs> Just BTS and Love is Blind trying to keep up with you. <laughs> so, Mo, how you. did your training this week go? Let's, let's recap because we were on our fourth week of training for our marathon. Just a reminder for all of our new listeners mm -hmm. that we're running the San Diego Marathon, May 31st. Right. Mo's going to be doing the half. I'll be doing the full. So long as it's not canceled due to the coronavirus. 
Good point. <laughs> we haven't booked flights. I mean, we can drive there. It's within driving distance. We're in the Arizona kind of Phoenix metro area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hopefully it's not canceled. That actually has been a legitimate concern for us. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, didn't you read something that they said the outbreak is going to taper off? Like it's going to get pretty high and then it'll taper off just like in China. I read somewhere kind of end of this month, which is March towards kind of mid April. It should kind of be at its peak and then hopefully it tapers. But hey, who really knows, right? I know. Every week we talk about this. I know. Uh, seriously, it's since, episode, media, man. since I think, episode one, I think we've been talking I about know, the coronavirus. But, uh, We're going to look back on this five, ten years from now and be like, what? I know. <laughs> and, uh, and um, But Mo, how was your training plan this week? Well, I was sick. Not with the coronavirus, but I was sick this you, past week. Your lymph nodes were kind of swollen. Kind of. They were like bulging, bulging. out of my skin. Yeah, and typically when that happens, I know to take it easy, rest my body. So I just didn't push it this week. And I focus on stretching out. What's that called? The foam roller? Oh, your, I don't know what that muscle's called. Plantar. Oh, she thinks she has plantar fasciitis. I'm not doubting that you do, but I'm just saying it could be other things. However, the other day you you said it was my arch. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. We really should get you to see it. A physical therapist. Yeah. Well, but I rolled it out and it felt so much better. So, well, that'll help. But anyway, so I just, I only ran once this week. It was a setback, but I will tell you, I was very proud of the fact that I ran three miles consistently. May not have been fast, but I did it. And when I was better, I was able to run it. And even though I didn't get to complete, my week's plan as scheduled, I'm still as motivated to go into this next week. Did you say motivated? I did. I think it's time to bring out a new segment called the Motivation Minute. It's time for your Motivation Minute. Your mind fails before your body. Know that pain will go away, but you can do this. Respect your body and know your limitations because one run can change your day, but many runs can change your life. This was brought to you by the anonymous sources of Pinterest. (laughs) Nice. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
We hope you enjoyed your motivation minute. <laughs> Harrison, tell us about your week. My week was, I have to say overall, pretty awesome. I ran 42 miles. I didn't wow. miss a single training day, which has been uh, something that I've been really working on um, because I've had an injury come up, slight mm-hmm. injury. I don't know. I didn't do enough research to, to be able to tell our listeners here what bone or ligament or whatever it is that's hurting me, but it's on my foot, on my left foot, kind of on the inside. It's, it started hurting. Maybe if you, if you listen to like our episode, maybe a week ago, it was on there. I was talking about it and it's just progressively gotten worse. It's weird though, because right after I work out or do my run, it hurts really bad. Like when I lift my toe, my, my big toe. And then if I try to push it down, it hurts too. Mm. But then throughout the course of the day or when I wake up the next morning, it's not as bad but then it keeps coming back. So I'm really looking forward to a rest day tomorrow to mm-hmm. be able to hopefully um, hope it gets better. But that's been bugging me a lot. Um, but be- despite that, I was able to do all my runs this week. Yeah. Tell us about Friday. So Friday was a, a new milestone for me. It was my first weekday run. That was a 10 miler. And when he says weekday, that means he wakes up at his normal 5am goes to the well, I guess you ran and then worked all day and then came home, bathed the kids. I mean. Yeah, that, that morning was early. I woke up at four o'clock and then went straight to. Oh, four? Yeah. See, I don't even know what time you wake up. I know. I'm, I'm out before everybody wakes up. It's still <laughs> dark out. And it was funny because when I started my run about five o'clock out in Scottsdale where I work, um, it was dark for like an hour and a half of my run. And then it finally lit up. But yeah, so so that was I was really proud of myself for completing a ten miler in the middle of the week. Me too. Um, and then today was a simple. Today Saturday was a simple eight miler, so easy pace. But yeah, no, I'm feeling really good. Despite or aside from that foot injury, everything else is good. So I'm hoping and praying it's not a bigger deal than I'm making it out to be. Yeah, it, me it might too. just be like a yeah minor, you know, foot ache kind of thing. But I'm just. I'm really hoping that it's not something more serious because that means I'll have to take time off and rest. And a lot of the progress that I've gained over the last few weeks, you know, might go out out the window. But as we have seen in both of our training plans, rest is vital. It is. And you can't be afraid to take a rest day or two or three if you you need to get better because you're just going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm at that point, though, where it's like, okay, I got to stop running. Yeah. So we'll see. This week we'll be telling. So I'm sure our listeners will. Be curious to find out oh, next yeah. pins week. Pins and needles. <laughs> pins and needles. What's going on with Harrison's foot? Well, um, we want to talk this week about something that will piggyback off of what we talked about last week, which has to do with um, breathing and running cadence. So last week we talked about running form. We went into detail, head to toe. How should you be moving the different components of your body and the mechanics of your run? Well, today we're going to talk about kind of the same thing, but but the breathing aspect of it, how quickly should you breathe? How should you breathe? And all that kind of stuff. Yes. So breathing, like Woosa. Have you ever seen that movie? Woosa. What movie is that? I think that was Bad Boys. Uh-uh. <laughs> he, grabs, he grabs his ears and he goes, Woosa. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it's, it's late Saturday night. We're uh, slap happy. Of course. Of course. This is when we record. But anyway. Breathing is so significant to any training plan, but for us, especially with running, for Harrison, who's done a marathon, and for me, who's about to do her first marathon, it's something we both can agree needs to happen. 
Yeah, you got to practice well, proper I mean... breathing. Of course, <laughs> breathing needs to happen. Though. Come on. But good breathing techniques will help keep you calm and maintain a steady pace when yes. you're running. So not only is it important to carry through your actual race day, but the training part of it so that you're ready to do it on race day. Um, and I can attest firsthand that during my marathon, there were moments where I started to get panicked mm-hmm. and feel kind of this weird rush of anxiety. And I think it has something to do with just not breathing properly you know, because you're so caught up in the adrenaline of the race that you don't take the time to, to breathe in with your nose and out with your mouth. Mm-hmm. I learned that when I was a figure skater, because before when I was, well, when I was skating, I used to just breathe in and out through my mouth. Yeah. But in order to keep up my stamina, my friend who was a figure skater as well told me you have to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Right. And when you're doing marathon training or running, you want to try to do, this is a nice exercise that you can do, breathe in four times with your nose and out four times with your mouth. Mm. On pace? Yeah, with your pace. So with each step. And we'll talk about we'll talk about cadence and pace next after this section, but um, as far as breathing is concerned, so it sounds something like this: you do four times with your nose, and then four times with your mouth. Sounds like a birthing with each class step? or something. Yeah, so like if you're running like like this, doom 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 doom, you want to be breathing like that. Oh, kind of like okay, that. okay. It's like a beat. Yeah, you run with the beat. So I'm a drummer. And Mm -hmm. this all comes really naturally to me. For some, it might not. But if you breathe in with your nose and out with your mouth, that's the optimal way to do it. But I will tell you, it's hard to breathe in with your nose, out with your mouth consistently Mm -hmm. if you're not used to it. Mm -hmm. So start start off small. Start off doing 30 seconds or, you know, you could break it down by mileage. You could do a quarter mile or a half mile doing it that way. But um, for me, it's been something where I can't do it for long extended periods of time I have to do it kind of work my way up yeah well and if you feel like you're gasping for air what would you suggest so I would just breathe in with my mouth but I would also try like there's times where I'm breathing in four times out four times Mm -hmm. and then I switch it to three times so in three out three and then at that point I even might I might even be more um out of breath and so I'll go two times in two times out so you could be going like two times, boom, boom, you know, you're mm-hmm. running with each step. You're going in, in, out, out, in, in, out, out. So that's awesome. So as you said, so most likely our listeners, and I definitely know myself won't be able to keep it up the whole time. Right. But if we try to do as often as possible, we can stay calm. Yes. That's what I'm gathering. Yeah. Because you breathe in oxygen mm-hmm. and you breathe out. Is it carbon dioxide? Mm-hmm. I think it's monoxide carbon something i can't remember we're not scientists here clearly (laughs) but whatever the negative chemical is that you need to release if you're not breathing out you're not getting it out into the to the air so it's staying within your body and if you're not getting enough oxygen um your body can just start to get like it's fight or flight so it starts to get you start to panic you know it's telling your body hey something's not right here so you really need to get in enough oxygen and i appreciate what you said about tapering it so if you know, the four breaths and four breaths out aren't doing what you need, like aren't successful for you. Yeah. Then just running at the pace your lungs can handle. Exactly. Totally. Will help. So after doing some reading and, and really getting technical, um, there's a doctor, his name's Kyle Barnes and he's, you know, he's like a researcher when it comes to 
fitness and um, exercise science and basically said that over time, your body's going to adjust and increase your ventilatory threshold. A lot of big words there, but you know, your muscles are going to start sprouting new blood vessels. And so it's pretty cool that your muscles and your, your body know Mm -hmm. when, when you're training and when you're conditioning yourself. And that's truly, I think how your body's able to adapt and you're able to start it's running becomes easier for you. Yeah. When you first start running one mile is really hard. Mm -hmm. If, if that same level of difficulty remained for the 10 mile run that you do, you know, like let's say a few weeks into your training plan, no one would be able to be a runner because it just would be too hard, but your body adjusts, it gets easier. And so, you know, as you do it for like a month or two, that 10 mile run seems like nothing. And I will say before, because I, like I said, I'm not, I don't, wouldn't classify myself as a runner, but I do love to run, but that was very, very short distances. And before when I was running a mile, I thought, Whoa, like, I got to get through a mile. But now this past week I did my one run, which was three miles. But like I told you after my run, I was really proud of myself because not only did I keep it up, but I was able, like, I didn't push myself. I just wanted to make sure I got three miles done. Yeah. But it wasn't as hard as you would have pictured maybe three or four weeks ago. Right. And it's only three miles, but I mean, just increase from like two, from one mile, you know? Yeah. No, that's a huge improvement. So, so breathing is really big and, and I experimented with it today on my, um, on my run. Was this belly breathing or no? Yeah. So I experimented with something called belly breathing. You know, when you're running, it's, it's really natural to breathe in through your diaphragm and almost shrug your shoulders up. And so you're breathing and you're kind of raising your shoulders, but that's the wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. What you want to try to do is breathe in to where your belly is coming out when you breathe in and then it's coming in when you're breathing out. It's easier said than done when you're actually running because like you're flexing your stomach unintentionally, but you're, you're kind of flexing your core. But when I was running my marathon and I hit the wall right around mile 21 and the four hour pace group caught up to me because that was ultimately my goal and I was way ahead of them, but they caught up to me around mile 21 and the pacer, I was running next to him and I was dying. I was like, are we, are we almost there? Are we, are you guys going to be walking anytime soon? Like this is, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with you guys. And he said, breathe in with your nose. And he said, fill your belly with air and let out. But because I had never practiced it, I had never researched it. I had no idea what he was talking about. And I just you can't just make that change on the fly. Yeah. So ever since then, I've started doing some reading and trying to figure out what he was talking about. That's so, cool. I didn't know. He, I didn't know he said that to you. Yeah. So um, what you can do to practice is you can lay flat on your back. You can put your hand on your belly. Most practicing this right now. (laughs) So you lay flat on your back. You put your hand on your belly. I'm walking her through this. And you breathe in with your nose to the point where your stomach rises. And then you breathe out with your mouth to where your stomach drops. Okay, that's perfect. So I'm watching Mo now. You all can't see her. But her stomach is rising and it's falling. Her shoulders aren't coming up and down. That's perfect. She's doing it the right way. So you want to practice that. You want to do that maybe for a few minutes and that'll help you get used to it. Cause I don't know, maybe it's the way that we're all kind of accustomed to not sticking out our bellies so that we look thinner. I don't know, but the breathing through your belly doesn't seem like a very natural thing, but what it's doing is it's allowing more oxygen to come oxygen to come through your body. So give that a shot. Let us know how you guys like that. If it's helping at all. 
I can tell you that today when I practiced it, it, it definitely helped me on my long run. All right, Mo, how do you feel? It's relaxing. She's, okay, you got to get back to the show here, Mo. It's like yoga. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty important. So that's breathing. And another mm-hmm. thing that goes hand in hand with breathing we kind of talked about is your cadence. I'm very excited to talk about this. Well, specifically to ask you about this because I am not very familiar with cadence except for the fact that I love that name. I know. We've always thought about naming. This came from my mom. She mm-hmm. wanted us to name a daughter Cadence. So, Because I was always a drummer growing up. I'm still a drummer. And Cadence, you know, it's like a drum cadence. You know, it's like a something that a drum line would play. Mm-hmm. And But it applies to running as well. And so Cadence is basically the speed at which your feet are taking steps. Mm. Okay. And so when you think about a tempo of a song, okay, think about a song that's... 90 beats per minute. That means it's, you know, there's a beat 90 times in a minute. Okay. So there's things called metronomes, which will go click, click, click. And that kind of keeps the beat. Yeah. A lot of bands will use them. They'll play Mm -hmm. along with them so that they're keeping a steady time. That's consistent with the recording. Like I used to be in a band and when we would play, we never had a metronome and you know, you'd play live and the adrenaline is getting to you and all of a sudden you're playing way faster than you know, you're supposed to. But anyways, that's a metronome. And so what I used to do when I was first getting into running is I would actually pull out a metronome or I had one on my phone and I would set it to like 180 and I would go click, click, click. And I'd try to run with that. So every step that you're taking, you want to step to the beat. But what I'll tell you is that Spotify and different programs out there have made it pretty simple to you know run along to a beat that's optimal for running. And so when it comes to the optimal running cadence, mm-hmm. There's a lot of disagreements out there by experts. So some say there's not one perfect cadence for every runner. Others say, yes, 180 steps per minute or beats per minute is the optimal running pace for a marathon. But don't, isn't there a range? I think there's, so look, I'm not an expert. We've said that many times on the show. We can only speak from experience. And I I happen to agree that everyone's body is shaped differently And so I don't think 180 can be the perfect cadence for everyone. Mm -hmm. What I would say is that running with a faster cadence rather than a a slower cadence is better for your form and reduces injury. And the reason is because when you run with a slow cadence, Mm -hmm. you're stretching out your legs further. And your stride. And your stride. And you're more susceptible to injuries because you're going to start heel striking, which we talked about last week. Uh-huh. And it's going to just do more damage to your knees and to your, your body altogether. Okay. Whereas when you're running at a faster cadence, you're not having to take as far of a step. You're taking steps more often. So it's a shorter stride. It's a shorter stride. And and it, mm. encourage your, it encourages your body to start landing midfoot. And it's a lot less tiring, although it seems like it would be a lot more exhausting because you're taking more steps. It's actually less because you're having to work less hard and you're putting less pressure on each step. Oh, that's why you told me to take shorter strides. I watched her run the other night. and was Yeah, he took the kids in the stroller. Yeah, and I was giving her some pointers on on her form after our episode last week. And then um, that's what kind of brought about this whole topic of of breathing and, and cadence. I did notice when I was taking shorter strides that I had more energy and mm-hmm. it was at towards the end of my run. Sure. I felt like I could probably push it. Could go longer. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's perfect. Um, okay. So that's pretty cool. Now, 
Can I ask you what's, is there like a best cadence for everyone? Like a specific number that in general people? Well, I think the rule of thumb is everybody should first measure where they're at. Okay. Okay. A couple ways to do this. The easiest way is probably just pull out like a stopwatch or a timer and set it to 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Let's just say 30 seconds. Okay. And just start running and count your steps, you know, so one, two, three, four, and you count that over a 30 second period. And let's just say it's, I don't know, let's just say it's 60 steps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you would double that because you only did 30 seconds. And that means it would be 120 in a minute. Now that would be way too slow for a marathon pace. But it can be something. I, that people- I don't know. I think that slow. I really don't think, I can't think of a scenario where that would be right for somebody. Watch. That's totally what, <laughs> what my I, I could be totally wrong. No, no. Yours is definitely not because I watched you. So what I would say is find out where you're at and then increase that by five to 10%, depending, okay. depending on, well, increase it only if you're not high enough. So if you're already at like 170, 180, you're probably good. So you're saying 30 second timer, count your steps, mm-hmm. double that. And then if it's not too far above, you know, one, if it's far below 170 or 180, exactly, then add five to 10%. Five to 10%. Okay. So Let's do some quick math here, runner's math. If you're at, let's just say 160, so times 1.05, 168 Mm. would be 5% increase. Let's do a 10% increase. Um, So you're at 160 times 1.1, that's going to be 176. So yeah, if you're running at 160, 175, 180 is probably within reach for you because it's really not that much of an increase. Is um like is there a certain amount that's like too low? Like there's is there like an at least? I would say I would try not to go any lower than like one fifty, one sixty. Okay. Because then, because once again, you're getting to a dangerous territory where you're overstriding mm. and you're heel striking and you're doing all of these things that are gonna increase your chance of injury. Mm-hmm. Now, to your point earlier, there's anomalies out there. There's probably cases where people run at a super slow pace and that's what's comfortable for them. Right. And I shouldn't say pace, I mean cadence. But I think that probably 160, 170 at a minimum. And so one thing I really like is if you go onto Spotify oh, yes. and I don't use Apple Music, I happen to like the Spotify layout better. They have such a variety too. And one thing, this is kind of deviating a little bit, but one thing that I love about Spotify is just it's... It's AI, mm. it's ability to capture what you listen to and then put together playlists for you and, and all that stuff. But anyways, um, if you go into Spotify and you search just the running, there's a running genre, it's going to pull up, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 12. There's like a dozen and a half um, running playlists and they're all at different cadences. So there's a fun run at 150 to 165. There's a run and bass 170 to 175 runners club 160 it ranges everywhere from 140 up to about 190 um, really great po- uh, playlists the one that i like the most is the fast pop run because for me 180 has been really really nice mm-hmm. so it's basically at 180 uh, cadence and so i can just set it and i run to the beat so um you know there's a lot of runners out there who don't listen to any music when they run or any podcasts or anything I get too bored personally. And so I like listening to these playlists because they keep me on beat. And after doing it for so long, for 
you know, a few weeks or a few months, your body's going to get accustomed to what that cadence is. And it's mm-hmm. just going to do it automatically. So right now, if I were to go out and run without any music, I literally can keep 180 cadence just because that's just what my body's been trained to do. So cool. So overall, can you kind of just recap about cadence? Yeah. So overall with your cadence, try to be somewhere around 170, 180. If that's anywhere close to natural for you, if you're way lower than that, just go about five to 10% higher than where you are. Mm -hmm. And as you're running, try to breathe in with the beat, four breaths, out four breaths, breathe in with your nose, out with your mouth. That's kind of the the gist of, and breathe in with your belly or breathe in to fill your belly Mm -hmm. and then breathe out. So pretty simple stuff, but a lot easier said than done. And so we encourage everyone to practice that this week as they're training. Because we definitely will. Because we definitely will be. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited to have this Harry, Harry lesson. Well, I I think I need to explain one more thing about cadence and and beats and music. And, you know, I love music. So I'm sure most of you out there know this, but it's simple math. If there's a song that you really like that's 90 beats per minute, that's great. That's a great running song because you just double it and that makes 180. Okay, so there might be a, a song where it's like 90 like this, and then you just double that, and then you just step kind of twice the speed of the song. Okay, hmm. does that make sense? Yes. D- is there a song off the top of your head that you know that's 90 beats per minute? Glad you asked. There are a <laughs> lot of songs that I like. Um, there's a Halsey song that came out not too long ago called Graveyard. That's about Oh, I love that song. Great song. Kanye West's song, Follow God. That's right. Cool song. That song's 180 beats. Uh, Sunflower by Post Malone. Oh, okay. These are all like my jams. Sia has a lot of really good running songs. For whatever reason, she puts a lot of her songs at about 180 beats. So Cheap Thrills, the song Audio. What about Dose? Have you heard that song? No. So you can can download an app. Uh, There's plenty of apps that can do it, but the one that I use is called DJ, D-J-A-Y. And when I used to do like weddings and stuff, it's the app that I would use uh, when I would DJ weddings. And that'll tell you the, the, the beats per minute of a song. So you, like I was saying, you want it to be somewhere close to whatever the pace is that you're going to be running. So either that pace or half of that pace. Uh, Fireflies, Owl City, it's kind of an older song, but that's like my all-time favorite running song because it just makes me so happy. Um, Eastside, Halsey. I mean, there's a lot of Roar by Katy Perry. A lot of really good. These are all at 180. So I would love this playlist. Yeah. Cheap Thrills, Sia. This is, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I love running at 180. So I recommend everybody at least try it. And if it feels way too fast, then maybe just slow it down a little bit. But there so you have exciting. it. Well, Mo, is there anything else that you wanted to cover this week? No. As BTS says, let's go. <laughs> Tom Brady says that too. Okay, well, Tom he throws Brady in an F bomb in there, though. LFG. Yeah. Let's loop go. Stay Brady twenty twenty. Stay Brady twenty twenty. Stay Brady twenty twenty. All right, let's go out to that chant. Stay, Stay Brady twenty twenty. Stay Brady twenty twenty. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out 
and please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this friendly journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify. Search his name under B-R-E-K-K.